Imagine driving down the street and somebody all of a sudden aggressively cuts you off. Adrenaline rushes and you're on the verge of blowing up. Or maybe this. Imagine one of your kids is throwing a tantrum and you're this close, this close to blowing up. What if there was a way, a strategy that you can use to defuse that situation and prevent the actual blow up? Stay tuned. We're coming up. We're going to talk about this. Hello, I'm Fernando Sosa, and you are watching Mindset of Steel live show. In this show, our purpose is to help you crush your limiting beliefs, punch fear in the face, and take massive action in your personal life and your business by focusing on the 80% psychology and 20% strategy. If this is your first time here watching either live or on the replay, welcome. If you're watching on YouTube, consider subscribing and clicking on the notification icon so you get notified when we go live. If you also want to get signed up to our VIP mailing list, go to mindsetofsteel.com and we send out notifications and text messages when we go live off schedule, when there's changes in topics or we have special guests, you have basically uh, more bonuses by signing up to the list. So I'm fired up and excited. This is episode number four of our weekly show and we have a special guest as a treat. And uh, today's episode is, is very special because like I explained to you before, I mean, if there's a way to prevent a blow up, wouldn't you want to try it out? Well, for me as a parent, I'm always looking for ways to help myself basically be a better parent and not blow up with my kids because that happens. Uh, and recently I learned about a strategy uh, from an event that I attended with Tony Robbins uh, and uh, I applied it and with one of my kids and I I was amazed that it was a simple strategy that I think uh, people already are doing it, but they don't really realize that it's actual actual uh, technique and it has a name. Um, like for example, one of my kids one day uh, uh, woke up with a tantrum and uh, there was nothing that could stop her. She was crying, complaining about something uh, and nothing. And then we we're gonna be late for school and I was about to blow up. And then all of a sudden I applied the strategy where I basically distracted her and interrupted that behavior uh, by just making a silly face and singing uh, Baby Shark. I just sang Baby Shark and she was like, what's going on? And, and, and all of a sudden she got uh, distracted and, the, and, the, and I stopped her from, from uh, continuing and the blow up didn't, didn't happen. So that's just a basic example. Um, now, before uh, we get into the meat of this of this topic and introduce my special guest, I'm going to share with you a special uh, a comedy clip, one small clip. It's a five minute clip by this uh, comedian called Bob Newhart. Bob Newhart, um, very famous comedian from I think the 60s, 70s, or maybe the 80s. Uh, and this kid, uh, I think, relates a little bit to what we're talking about today, and it's very, very funny. So let me share this with you, and uh, we'll talk about this uh, next. Uh, Dr. Dr. Switzer? Uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just, just watching that. Uh, I'm Catherine Bateman. Janet Carlisle referred me. Oh, uh, uh, yes. Yes, that's me. 
Should I lay down? No, no, no. Don't, don't do that. Just, just, just have a seat. Let, let me uh, tell you a bit about our, our ability. I, uh, I charge $5 for the first five minutes. minutes. And, and, and that's what we nothing after that. Uh, <laughs> that, that sounds, sounds great. great. <laughs> Too, Too good, good to be true, true as a matter of fact. <laughs> well, I can, I can almost guarantee you that our session won't last for four or five minutes. Now, um, <laughs> we don't do any insurance bill, so you would either have to pay in cash or by check. Wow, okay. And, and, and I, I don't make change. <laughs> Thinking about being buried alive, and I begin to panic. Has, has has anyone ever ever tried to to bury you alive in a box? No, no. But truly, thinking about it does make my life horrible. I mean, I can't go through tunnels or be in an elevator or in a house, anything boxy. <laughs> so what what you're saying is you're you're claustrophobic. Uh, yes, yes, that's it. <laughs> All right, well, uh, let's go, Catherine. I'm, uh, I'm going to uh, say two words to you right now. I, I want you to listen to them very, very carefully. Then I want you to take them out of the office with you and incorporate them in, into your life. Well, shall I uh, write them down? Well, it, if it makes you comfortable, it's just two words. Most, we find most people can, uh, can remember them. <laughs> okay. <laughs> You ready? Yes. Okay, here, you're there. Stop it! <laughs> I'm sorry? Stop it! Stop it? Yes, S-T-O-P, new word, I-T. So, what are you saying? <laughs> you, you know, it's funny. I, I, I say two simple words, and I cannot tell you the amount of people who say exactly the same thing you're saying. I mean, this, you know, this is not Yiddish, Catherine. This is English. Stop it. So I should just stop it. There you go. I mean, you, you, you don't want to go through life being scared of being buried alive in a box, do you? I mean, that sounds, sounds frightening. <laughs> yes. Then stop it. I can't. I mean, it's been with me no, since no, childhood. No, no, no. We, 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 we don't go there. Just, just stop. So I should just stop being afraid of being buried alive in a box. You got it. Good girl. Well, it's only been, it's only been three minutes, so that will be um, uh, three dollars. Well, I, I only have a five, so. Well, I, I don't, I don't make change. <laughs> Then I, I guess I'll take the full five minutes. Fine. All right. Well, what other uh, problems would you would you like to address? <clears throat> uh, I'm bulimic. I stick my fingers down my throat. Stop it! Not of some kind. Don't don't do that. But I, I'm compelled to. My mom used to call me. No, fatty. no, no. no. No, we, we don't go there. But I've been having this dream. No, we don't go there either. 
but my horoscope did say... We definitely don't go there. Just, <laughs> just stop it. What, what, what else? Well, I have self-destructive relationships with men. Stop it! <laughs> you you want to be with a man, don't you? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, yes. Well, then stop it. <laughs> don't be such a big baby. I wash my hands a lot. That's all right. Yes. I, I wash my hands all the time. There's a lot of germs on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, don't don't uh, don't worry about that. I'm afraid to drive. Well, stop it. <laughs> how, how are you going to get around? Get in the car and drive, you you kook. Stop it! You stop it! You stop it! What's what's the problem, Kat? I don't like this. I don't like this therapy at all. You're just telling me to stop it. And and you and you don't you don't like that. No, I don't. So you think we're we're moving too fast, is that it? Yes. Yes, I do. All right, then let me uh, let me uh, give you ten words that I I think will. Uh, clear everything up for you. Uh, you want to you want to get a pad and a pencil for this one? All right. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. All right. Here are the ten words. Stop it, or I'll bury you alive in a box. <laughs> All right. That so so that that was that was a a. A comedy, right? This is not to undermine mental health and therapy and all that, which is which is good and necessary. But this is an extreme example of a comedy, um, and 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 how uh, the, the, from the moment from the very beginning of the clip, I don't know if you remember, but you know it, it's a you know it, there was a pattern. The the woman right from the beginning, she she asked if she needed to sit down, right? She had this pattern already. He was like, no, 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 we don't do that here. And every time she she's talked about a problem, he's like, just cut it out, stop it, right? It was, it was I think it was very funny, very, very uh, um, on point. But uh, so anyway, that's just a comedy. So now let's get into serious stuff. I wanna I want to introduce you to my special guest. I'm very excited to have him here. Um, uh, he's a certified NLP master practitioner. His name is Mohammed uh, Shay, and he's going to explain a bit deeper. Uh, uh, going to explain a bit deeper. Uh, pattern interrupts and give you other tips to help you cope uh, uh, with bl- blow up situations. So since since 2013, Mohammed has been helping individuals and organizations break through emotional and mental blocks by teaching them how to use their unconscious mind and how to activate their heart to produce more resourceful and desired states and behaviors. Uh, so while many people talk about the importance of having access to resourceful uh, internal states such as confidence assertiveness gratitude love etc few actually teach how to to assess such states his approach is all about teaching the, you the methodology the step-by-step uh, recipe if you will uh, to achieving the desired states and results so uh welcome uh mohammed thank you very much for being here Hey, Fernando. It's my pleasure. Thanks so much for having me on the show. Um, how's it going? I'm doing good, doing good. I'm excited to be here. I, re- I appreciate you being here. 
You are, uh, where are you uh, right now and what part of the world? Yeah, so I'm uh, I'm in Mississauga, uh, which is about a half an hour drive from Toronto, Ontario. Most people know Toronto in Canada, Canada. right? But I'm actually part of the suburbs, so, right. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, same time zone as you. Same time zone, okay, that's a good thing, that's a good thing. <laughs> so, Mohammed and, and me, we, we we actually met virtually at a, at a Tony Robbins event and uh, and uh, he stood out as the NLP expert. And that's where kind of we connected. And I, I thought about him with this topic. I'm like, hey, Mohammed is a guy. <laughs> so Mohammed, tell me a little bit about, about um, you know, what is NLP? What, what does this have to do with NLP? What, 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 what's... Yeah, so, you know, it, it, it's interesting. I mean, you know, right from a high level, what my role and my work and really the last 10 years of my life, it's all about, um, you know, just helping people. I mean, even my client from earlier today, you know, he came with this pattern and that's what it always is. It's a pattern of, for him, his pattern was just being very quick to get into uh, a state of judging and being very judgmental and, and critical. Um, and he's a founder of an organization, right? So he's got all this staff that reply, uh, report to him. And he's recognizing that this pattern of behavior you know, where the intention behind it is good. He just, ex you know, expects good results and good performance. But as far as the actual uh, result he gets from the way he's coming across, it's actually not productive at all. So, he, you know, we worked on that. Um, yeah, my life's, you know, the last 10 years has, uh, 15 years really is when I got all into NLP. Um, I'm also a certified hypnotist. I, I do a lot of hypnosis work just to really help people break their patterns. Right. What NLP really is, is what Richard Bandler and John Grinder, the guys who co-founded, actually, there's a third, uh, Steve, uh, um, ah, Frank Puslik, sorry. I was going to say Steve Wozniak, but he's like the Steve Wozniak of Apple, where, you know, he got shoved out. So Frank Puslik is a third. But what they really created was a set of tools to model human behavior and to model human excellence. And then those tools got applied in a variety of different ways. You know, it got, uh, they started off, I mean, Richard Bandler was actually a student of psychology. So he, you know, went to school to become a therapist. Didn't end up being that way, but the first application was actually in therapy. Um, then they went into business and performance. I mean, we know Tony Robbins, he takes all into like the whole peak performance angle uh, where he teaches, you know, everything he knows is really NLP. So they created all of these tools. What you're talking about, you know, the pattern interrupt is actually one of the framings and one of the tools that, you know, came out of the models that Bandler and Grinder really created. And it's based upon a very simple uh, concept that actually comes from uh, cybernetics, like human cybernetics, right? Um, which is tote. Right. Even, you know, we learned this even in, in school as a programmer. I know you have an IT background and I did a little bit of IT in myself. Right. So there's this concept called TOTE, which is the acronym stands for test, operate, test, exit. And what that really means is that we have all of these unconscious programs is how we do everything. We don't really consciously, you know, open the door or grab a drink of water. Right. So if you go up to a door. You know, it's like, oh, what is this? Looks like a door. How do I open this door? Let me run the program opening a door. So I reach out or grab the handle. I turn the handle. That's test operate, right? And then I test, did it work? Is the door open? Yes, it is. Now I can exit, 
right? It's, it's a very logical you know, uh, methodology that occurs. So we have all of these patterns, right? And we don't realize, you know, there's actually even getting angry. You know, you gave the example of having road rage. That's actually a pattern that is just being executed, right? And what ends up happening is when you do something to interrupt that pattern, our unconscious kind of opens up and it's very uh, open to suggestions. In fact, you know, uh, one of the guys that Bandler and uh, Richard Bandler and John Grinder modeled was a fellow by the name of Dr. Milton Erickson, who was a clinical psychiatrist, but he was also one of the world's most famous hypnotists that ever, uh, ever lived. And he had this induction called the handshake induction, where you, he would go to, you know, shake someone's hands, but you'd end up in trance. You just end up completely zoned out, right? And people would be afraid to shake his hand. And really what it is, is he would reach out to shake your hand. And, you know, like if I was actually in front of you, if I put my hand out, the natural inclination you have is to put your hand out as well. But I interrupt that pattern by instead of shaking your hand, just grabbing your wrist and say something like, hey, focus all of the attention on the lines of your hands as you close your eyes now. Because I interrupted that pattern, you know, there's something that's called a PGO spike, which is kind of like a shock to our nervous system. It doesn't actually have to be like, you know, bam or loud or anything like that. But just interrupting the pattern, it opens us up to suggestions, right? Which is what explains how, you know, if you change the pattern uh, for your children, you change their focus, you change your attention. I mean, it works really well with kids. They could be so upset about something. And I will say something, oh my God, is that a penguin in the window? And suddenly the kids will look, what? Where? Right? I do that with my daughter. I say, is that a, a unicorn? <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? And even though they know that it's impossible, it interrupts the pattern and now they're open. And that's the main point that I want to highlight here is, you know, interrupting the pattern in itself is not actually doing anything. Because if you don't take over and take them to a more productive path, they'll simply revert back to finishing the program, right? And so as you said, you know, I think we're already probably doing this intuitively, but we may not necessarily know that this is actually a thing. It's actually a technique. So, you know, you interrupt the pattern and then you take over and you give a, you know, command. It's like, hey, you know, it's actually okay to feel better now, isn't it? You know, which is a very much of a direct command, you know, telling them how they should feel. Uh, works really great with kids, but you know what? It actually works just as great uh, with adults as well. <laughs> so there's an example of this, right? Uh, I mean, there's a lot of moving parts when we're talking about strategies and techniques. And a lot of this stuff, um, really the work is done well before we even find ourselves in a destructive uh, or a self-sabotage pattern. But yeah, I mean, you know, just kind of like a high level, what questions do you have? <laughs> yeah, well... How, how, so focusing on, on children, can, I yeah. can see this, this can, this can be applied, I guess, in schools with teachers, right? I can see a classroom full of rowdy kids uh, and some teachers may, may be able to use this technique and they may not know about it. Is that right? Yeah, well, absolutely. Right. I actually have a soft spot for teachers and schools. So I actually do pro bono 
uh, trainings for schools and, 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 you know, teachers, COVID's kind of hampered that. But the last, the last, you know, um, training I did for, uh, for a school locally here, I gave them a number of these techniques. And what often ends up happening is we, we don't enter the pattern. We resist their pattern. You know, here, here's a classic example of this, right? Student says to the teacher, wow, this is a lot of work, right? And what the mistake that a teacher probably will make or perhaps will make, it depends on, you know, how good they are or not. But I've seen this more often is that the teacher will respond back with, actually, no, this is not a lot of work, right? And so right. now the objective isn't it about does the student finish their work? It actually becomes, and it's changed now into a conversation of is it a lot of work or is it not a lot of work, right? And so they are going head on, right? The student's like, this is too much work. And the teacher's like, no, it's not a lot of work, right? Whereas the real objective should be we need to get the work done, right? right? And in very simple ways, I actually said, you don't, you never go against the pattern. You actually enter the pattern, right? So you go in the same direction so that you can, you know, um, you know lead it somewhere else. So rather than saying, no, actually, you know, let, let's pretend the name is John, right? No, Johnny, you know, that's not a lot of work. I will say, you're right. It is a lot of work, right? Okay. <laughs> you're right. It is a lot of work and not but, because but negates everything. You know, language is very powerful, but negates everything before it. So I'll say, you're right, Johnny. It is a lot of work. And I know you're up to the challenge. Why don't we work together and get this done? Right? Or I know, Johnny, it is a lot of work. And this is now what's expected of you. Or, and, you know, this. So I've entered. I haven't gone against it. Right, right. I can right? see that. I've mm -hmm. acknowledged. I've accepted. So, you know, his defenses go down. And as soon as I say, and, it now leads him towards the actual objective. Like, why are we even arguing about whether it is or not a lot of work? It doesn't really matter. The real objective is the kid needs to do his work. Right, right. Right. So that's, that's, that's one example. And, and so in, in life, like in practical terms, I'm trying to see how somebody can use this. Like we talked about school, we talk about parents and kids, um, the, the driving example. What about like in business or at work? How, how can somebody, because I think it's very powerful, this, 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 this kind of, and this could be an introduction to further learning about sure. many, many other things that they can learn, I'm, I'm sure. Um, but if they can take one actionable item and say one example of what they can do tonight or tomorrow, uh, what can you suggest that somebody does as an interrupt? Yeah. And so, you know, the thing is, there's a lot of moving parts when it comes to this. So when clients come to me, what I'm doing is I'm literally uh, going right into their unconscious along with them. And together, you know, we are, you know, uh, to kind of <laughs> use the phrase uh, light, uh, loosely, we're rewiring their patterns. We're, re we're rewiring their, their, their behaviors, right? So, it's not just, you know, a technique by itself is that, but there's usually like, what is the intention behind it, right? 
Um, because behind every, this is from NLP, one of the presuppositions of NLP is behind every behavior, there's always a positive intention, right? I mean, people yell because they feel they're not heard. People hit or punch because they feel threatened, right? People run away or freeze because they feel trapped or scared, right? So there's always, you know, even a behavior as, put, you know, <laughs> punching someone or hitting someone, there is a positive intention behind it for themselves. It's it's really out of self-protection, mm -hmm. right? So we have to re-acknowledge and, you know, learn that. But as far as, you know, a very simple, practical thing that we can take away, you know, and begin to implement in our lives is an understanding. And I'm going to give you both an understanding and a technique as well. Um, you know, an understanding that the work actually begins well before we find ourselves in a self-destructive pattern. Right. Okay. Got that. Okay. That yeah. self-awareness, like just like the client who came to me today, you know, he had a self-awareness. He recognized, hey, I'm not getting the results I want. I'm getting feedback from both professional, you know, my colleagues, but also at, at you know, in my own personal life, right, that I'm doing this thing. And then third, he became aware and he caught himself, right? And the most important thing is like, okay, I need to change this. And so he went and, you know, he hired an expert uh, to, to work with him. So that's, that's really critical that we have to have that self-awareness that, okay, I have to catch myself. And right. then what we can begin to do is if we've now identified that, hey, I do have this pattern which needs to be changed. As an example, if someone recognizes they get road rage, just as an example, or, you know, uh, whenever their kid goofs up, or messes up, um, you know, the pattern is to just, you know, yell at them. So we've become aware, we've acknowledged this. Well, we can wake up in the morning, right? And we can actually rehearse in our mind how we wish to be, right? And so if I was to do this really, really quickly, I know you want, um, you know, we only have a few minutes here. But if I was to actually, Fernando, ask you, and if anyone's, you know, watching this on the replay and everything, go ahead, let's all do this together. Go ahead and close your eyes, Fernando. Okay. Right. And let's just pretend, you know, just in the interest of time, let's pretend what we're working on is uh, you gave the example of, you know, kid doing something silly rather than responding with like, you know, what's wrong with you, anger, anything like that. You want to respond with compassion and love and understanding. Right. So the first step is to access a moment in your life in which you had compassion or love in any context. Right. So take a moment. Let me know with a nod of your head when you've got an experience, a memory in which you felt a lot of love or compassion for anything, any context. You got something. OK, go ahead. Take a deep breath now. And as you exhale, imagine you're floating through time into that memory as if it's actually happening right now. And notice what the world looks like through these eyes. See the pictures, see the colors, everything that you see that's in detail and in focus. Notice what the world sounds like through these ears, any dialogue perhaps, the pitch and tone, the volume, the clarity of it all, what the ears hear in this experience. And notice as you see the pictures and hear the sounds, how you feel. 
feel that compassion, that love, that understanding, words or metaphor, whatever that feeling is, really feel that inside yourself. Notice where you hold that emotion. Is it a feeling that's all over your body or perhaps it lives in a particular spot? And really live in this feeling. And now from here, take all of this and just bring it into a future. It hasn't happened yet, but a future instance when, you know, your child does something that previously would have angered you. But bring in this love, this compassion, and notice yourself and how you behave now. Notice the words you say now. Notice the pitch and tone and what's different in your voice now. And notice the feeling of how this whole conversation with you and your child is going. Notice how they respond to you. And allow yourself to rehearse this over again, right from the beginning all the way to the end. And when you've done that, go ahead and rehearse it again, just in your mind. Feel it in your heart. And allow your unconscious now to rehearse that over and over again, all at the speed of thought. A few more times. And when it's done that, you can go ahead. When, you're, when you know, when your unconscious knows that now you've practiced this and you're ready to actually put this into, into action, only when that's done, you can open your eyes, take as much time as you need. Got that. Got that. Powerful, eh? Got that. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love the expression on your face right now. I'm going to watch this again and, and do this again and again. This was good. Yeah. And, and that's exactly it. And you don't really need my voice. I mean, you have yeah. the recording. You can, you know, and everyone's is watching. You have the recording. I have a few of these similar recordings on my website. You guys are more than, uh, you know, welcome to help yourselves to that. But the point is, when we rehearse this, you know, we're literally training our mind. It's neuroplasticity. It's basic neuroscience. We are changing the pattern of how we wish to show up. So that when the trigger, which is really, you know, child doing something that would normally upset us happens, rather than it triggering the old pattern, we've now, you know, practiced and rehearsed this so much. I like to call it creating future memories, which is a bit of an oxymoron. But we rehearse this so much now that this new pattern takes over and we just we just do that. Right. It's a, it's a tool in your toolbox that you have ready, right? Yeah, that's exactly it. And really, it's about doing it first thing in the morning before mm -hmm. it even happens. That's the best time. Yeah. Because when we're in it, when we get emotionally compromised, our brain literally shuts off. The emotions send a very different neurological signal to the brain, and we have something called cortical inhibition. So our brain literally shuts off. We, we don't have the opportunity to do any techniques. The work happens before because it's completely unconscious.
Wow, good stuff, good stuff. Wow, thank you very much for that exercise, uh, Mohammed. That was uh, something. I'm sure um, if you if try that uh, for you uh, watching on the replay or live, or comment below, tell me what's your experience with this exercise. I'm interested to hearing and, and Mohammed as well. I'm interested in knowing too, because I went like three times the speed. I usually do it a lot slower. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm yeah, curious. Yeah. <laughs> so Mohammed, how can somebody reach you? I put on, is that your, that's your website there? And the, that's a good contact. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's the best way, you know, www.coachthemind.ca. Guys, when you go to that website on the navigation bar at the top, it actually says free online resources. I've got classes there for you, a 30-minute class on self-regulation, uh, a class on NLP, introductions to NLP. Uh, there was a mastermind talk. You know, there's other uh, tools there for you as well, like leverage it. You know, I put it out there for, for the community to benefit. And if you have any questions or, you know, if you're interested in working with me even, uh, you know, the old adage is like, you know, the barber needs to go to someone else to get a haircut, right? So sometimes we just need to work with someone. Uh, I'm very accessible, right? I mean, I'm not Tony Robbins. I'm not, you know, what is it? A million dollars an hour to work with him, <laughs> right? So I'm pretty accessible. Reach out to me. There's a contact form there. You can book an appointment or just find me on Facebook, right? Okay. Well, thank you very much, Mohammed. Again, uh, this was very, very informative, very uh, educational. And uh, I'm sure everybody watching uh, now and on the replay, they'll they'll benefit from this. So reach out to Mohammed and to just to learn more. This was just a taste of, of what's more to come. Uh, so just to recap, if you're just joining us, uh, we went over an NLP technique called pattern interrupt. Uh, Mohammed is a certified master NLP practitioner and uh, his information is on the screen there. You want to reach him watching the replay, what you missed. And uh, thank you very much for being here. I appreciate you. Uh, uh, if you have, um, if you sign up to the list or subscribe, you'll, you won't miss the future uh, episodes. Uh, the next episode coming up next week, we're going to talk about uh, celery juicing secrets. That's uh, uh, celery juicing was uh, blow, blew up a few years ago. I've, I've been trying celery juicing for the past three months. Uh, and have some. We have some secrets to share and the science behind it. So stay tuned for that. Uh, follow us, subscribe on YouTube, and uh, like this video if you if you found any value in this. Please go ahead and like. Thank you for your support, and um, we'll see you on the next episode of Mindset of Steel Live Show. Take care, Mohammed. Thank you again for being here. Thanks so much, Fernando. Take care. Bye.